It is Sunday the 14th of January. Uh, we're in a pub in the airport, but this is the Cat's Whiskers podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is you happen to be listening. With what little remains of um, certainly my voice, uh, we are going to attempt to, uh, to to do a little podcast while we wait for our plane to uh, to board and take us back home to uh, relative normality following what has been another absolutely superb Belfast weekend. You know, result of the hockey aside. So uh, around the table today we have Ant. Hiya. We have Adam. Hello. And captive audience, Zara. Hello. <laughs> so, um, yeah, as I say, we have just had uh, another superb Belfast weekend. Uh, the results obviously have not gone the way that we would have wanted, but, uh, I, you know, we, we've talked about it a lot on the, the lives that we've done this weekend, Adam. I, the, the effort level, once again, absolutely spectacular from the team. Yeah, Um no, no complaints, no, no grumbles about the the effort that the uh, the boys put in again over the weekend. Um, you know, they they give everything and they continue to give everything. You know, game after game, shift after shift. I don't think anybody that you know understands ice hockey could say anything otherwise than these players care. You know, they're they're skating their you know what's off, um, and you know I feel bad for them because they're just not getting the breaks. Uh, it feels like you know, every time we make a even the most minute mistake then you know bad things happen as a result of it so you know we're just not getting the breaks we're not getting much luck but in terms of the effort you know these guys continue to to skate hard you know game in game out and it was just nice to see the the fans that were over here this weekend tons of us you know hundreds of us you know show that sort of appreciation at the end of uh, both nights really but i think it was more sort of pronounced last night because it was the second of the two but yeah I think the fans certainly with the players you know the fans recognise that these guys are you know giving everything and um, yeah um, okay I mean we're not the best hockey team in the world I think you know everyone would acknowledge that but in terms of effort and commitment you know these guys are giving everything yeah yeah most definitely um we had a bit of a boost this weekend because we've had a, a, a run of successive injuries um, along with a, a ban for, for Miles McGurty. So McGurty was back. Uh, you know, we're still missing Betteridge, Tetlow, Farley, uh, you know, but we were, were kind of boosted by Dupre back on uh, Friday, Hazeldine back yesterday. And um, so that was, you know, it was nice to, to, to have some bodies back in the lineup to you know because I, I think had we gone into this weekend with the a similar looking team to last weekend I I, I think it would have been a, a, you know, a, a mountain of epic proportions to have climbed and I did not hear a word you just said then can you summarize <laughs> I've, sorry I've been I've been trying to go through um, the socials because obviously we tried to get a few uh, a few different things going on this weekend uh, before we did this so um, I've had to scroll quite far down to 
to get the first messages. So yes, well, well yeah, well, well, just well, just on that, you know, thank you very much for everybody's engagement. We've had, uh, you know, we've had a lot of backwards and forwards. Uh, you know, we, we, we're we're feeling the love right now. We've, um, so many people stopped me in the concourse just to, <laughs> you know, just to just to back up and thanking us for you know carrying on you know it's, it's not us for carrying on we're just fans we're just talking nonsense you know we're, we we don't profess to be the voice of, of the Nottingham Panthers at all we've just got three idiots who are sat around a table normally yeah. normally over a, a few pints um, just saying you know, it's, around no, this table no, not, not today not today a bit of context no. for listeners um, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, you know it, it's it's great that the um, the fan base is just so united at the moment aren't we it's, it's just really hard so what was your question to me yeah, yeah so anyway just to, just to summarise what I was actually saying but yeah it's, it, it is it is worth a mention actually we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second um, but yeah just, just to sort of summarise uh, Body's returning this weekend oh, yeah. You're st- we're still missing obvious, you know, obvious names Bestridge, Tetlow and uh, who else did I say Farley uh, it's, but, the, it's the Brits that are missing that are hurting us yes, at the moment so. because you can't just easily we we got so lucky with getting Hazel dining with when Tetlo went down um, and you know and then he got hurt and he's only just come back um, you know Farley came in as uh, one of the uh, you know the replacements then he got hurt and then yeah so it was nice to see a, a, a squad list on uh, Friday and Saturday that had four full lines yeah. Um, although we didn't run four four lines, no, we, and that, yeah. we ran three lines plus Kelsall and then Paré got the odd shift. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, well, I mean, that, that, it sort of feels like you know, natural to, to steer ahead on on this particular conversation topic because it is something we have talked about over the course of the weekend. Uh, you know, we've we've taken the, the trouble to book flights, and you know, you assume. Uh, you know, a hotel room in some fashion or form, or a space in a hotel room for Zane McKenzie. He's dressed. He's been stood there on the bench, ready to go. And, 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 and he's and it's now left Holford as well. So yeah, I know. We, so we kind of assume we, we were ch- chatting, weren't we? Um, over the, at some point this weekend, it's, it's, a lot of it is quite blurry. Now, is is that a, a direct link to maybe Betteridge's injuries? Injuries worse, and McKenzie's going to be up with his full time yeah. if he's going to be up with his full time we can't just have him sat there on the bench doing the old Dan Green roll and opening the door can we so no definitely not I mean <laughs> bless him at least at least Dan Green used to take some stats on his clipboard um, oh, yeah. and, you know yeah. I, I mean yeah, I'm, jo- I'm joking but it, it hurts me to be honest I mean you know we, we return to this every so often but we know you know you guys know I am a I'm a, I'm a big champion of the of the Brits um, you know, the, 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 I, I want them. If they're signed, we must see something in them. So I want to see them do well, and it really kind of upsets me that we had the opportunity, like you say, Anne, to, to run four lines, and we haven't done that. It, it would have. I, I don't feel like it would have been, especially yesterday. I don't think it would have been too much of a detriment because, you know, although we were chasing the game, I, I, I just feel like. And I think we talked about it on the last podcast as well. It would give guys some some guys who need it the, 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 you know, an extra minute off here and there. Oh, yeah. And then, well, and then 
and then also it gives you continuity on the lines because I think there was an awful lot of there was an awful lot of chaos. You know, you've got your pairs that you know you could sort of keep see were being kept together, but then you know you're trying to slot you know, guys in. And it just it just upsets the flow of, of the lines for me. I, I just I just feel like that that lack of continuity was was a contributing factor to you know some passes that were a little bit awry and you know defensemen who were jumping into into the play, but then they didn't know you know who, who was covering them, where that person that was covering was going to be, and and you know pucks were slipping through. And the one th- and one thing that I really noticed over this weekend that Belfast have got a lot of speed and they can catch you so you know I, I, I applaud Dupre and Carl Neal particularly because I noticed them doing that this weekend jumping into the play and seeing opportunities Dupre obviously you know, it, it, you know especially has got that experience in him to, to know when that when that sort of play is available but the, the pair of them I think you know Dupre hasn't really got the speed to keep up with your you know your, your average Belfast forward and Carl Neal is playing so many minutes that he just doesn't have he just doesn't have it in the tank to, to get back when he gets caught being you know being up front so I, I, I just I just feel like we're we're missing an opportunity and I and I I just feel like if as cutthroat as it sounds if we're not going to put McKenzie on the ice don't put him on the bench I mean I don't know if either of you have got anything else you want to add to that at all Obviously, scrolling through the socials, um, regular contributor Jack. So I hope you're doing all right, mate. Um, he, one of his questions was about Mackenzie and asking, you know, we've been so short on bodies. Like, I mean, we we talked about it in the last podcast, didn't we? It was like we played, we were down to four D and two and a bit lines at one point, and like how demoralising must it be for him to to miss out um, and not being given the chance to show. The coaching staff, what he can do, but then on the flip side, I'm assuming the coaching staff have seen him day in day out at training. So there'll be, you know, I trust in Paraday. Um, so you know, we don't know. It's, 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 it, from our perspective, it's frustrating, in Adam, when you see you see us so short, and we just need somebody to come on and just give that little bit of energy. Yeah, um, just, just to give guys a breather, you know, give them a shift off every now and then. Um, I mean, we, we've been short for a while. OK, you know, numbers are starting to get back to, you know, a healthier situation. But you really do want, um, you know, to use the whole roster and use it to the best of our ability. And it feels like a bit of a, a luxury to have somebody on the bench that, you know, just doesn't see any ice time. And like Ant said, you know, the coaching staff will have seen Mackenzie, you know, train most days. Um, so you know they'll know what his skill set is. There might be an element of did we want to pitch him into such a sort of close game? You know that was very keenly fought and contested. Um, you know, ironically, if we would have been like four or five down in any of those games over the weekend, then we might have seen him you know play more of a prominent role. He might have got a few shifts because <laughs> uh, the, the game might have been up. Um, but because they were tight and you know in the balance right to pretty much the last minute in both games. I don't know whether, you know, Paraday probably thought, hmm, you know, it's quite a high-risk situation to put someone who's relatively inexperienced into. I don't know, you know, that's just me playing devil's advocate as to why he's not seen any ice time. But there's going to come a point soon where we do want to see what Zane McKenzie... Who's Zane? Zane McKenzie. Uh, we do want to see what Zane McKenzie's all about. And um, 
he needs to learn, you know. He's not going to learn anything just, you know, sitting on the bench watching other guys out there, you know, doing their thing. So before long, he's got to, you know, stop being a, a spectator and, and actively get into the, the game. So I hope that's going to be soon. Um, and, you know, he, just for the players' own development, because... Uh, you know, he can be a full-time Panther now. He's left Telford Tigers, as Ant pointed out. So, Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. There's going to be a lot of speculation about what he's going to do, uh, you know, until he actually makes his next move and, you know, there's some confirmation about his, his status, really. Um, I've, I've just had sort of a brief flashback to the weekend. Um, there, there was probably alcohol involved at some point, but I, I can recall having a conversation with somebody about when we first entered the CHL and we weren't... As, as a league playing four-line hockey and we cobbled together a line of uh, was it you know, Betteridge, County and Hook when when they were all still re- you know, relatively you know, new to the league yeah all, all, all still in their teenage years I mean you know, Zane McKenzie's in his 20s isn't he so I He's either going to be able to play or he's not, and what you know, what better time? I, I, you know, I've, now we're getting bodies back. I've, you know, is 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 that going to you know sort of push him out of favour a little bit? But now, now is now is surely the best time to see what he's made of. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like you say, we have, we have to trust in the coaching staff's methodology. That's what they're employed to do. We're just fans sitting here chewing the fat. So yeah. what the hell do we know? But it, it, yeah, like like you've both said, it's frustrating from the outside looking in. Um, you know, to, to, to see see a player who's available and not playing. It might be sort of technical coaching details, like you know, Paraday and the coaching staff don't think that McKenzie can, you know, quite play the systems or sort of have that chemistry with other guys, um, you know, on the forward lines. Um, I don't know. You know, we don't see what the coaching staff see day in day out. Um, what I would also say is, you know, roster sizes being what they are, you know, every player on that bench needs to contribute you know you, you can't be in a position where you're carrying a, an extra skater who's not actually seen any sort of ice time or you know participating or making any sort of difference or impact on the game so yeah I, I mean look I hope we do see a bit more of Zane over the next few weeks uh, coaching staff might be being protective of him you know they, they might want to not chuck him into situations that um, he might find a little bit too too difficult to handle but you know at the end of the day He's with us now, so let's make use of him. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we'll just return to something we briefly mentioned earlier. So uh, Felix Paré made his debut this weekend. Um, bit of a baptism of fire, your first uh, game for a new team, being a doubleheader uh, away, away from home. I have to say... And I really, I really didn't want to, you know, sort of... I wanted to have more positivity than this, but it, I... I like it when you don't notice a defenceman because I like to I like to think that's them doing their job. But Felix Paré is not a defenceman, and I I can't say I noticed him all that much this weekend. I don't know if either of you disagree with that point. I mean, me and Adam talked about it on the on the way out on Friday. We can't remember really seeing much of him on on the Friday game, the Saturday game. I remember him coming on for one shift. He tried to finish three hits, and then I didn't see him again after that. Mm-hmm. Now, I get it, he's, he's only just arrived, um, so it's going to take time to build that chemistry uh, with his line mates. But it goes back to what we were, I think, what we were saying earlier about mixing and matching. Yeah. We had Kelsall spotting in on, on lines as well. He was, he was down as a fourth line with Kelsall and McKenzie, yeah. and obviously McKenzie didn't see any ice again. Mm. So, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, gently introducing him into the team. Obviously, it's a, we know it's going to be a, it's a very tight-knit squad anyway. Um, so I, I expect we'll see more of him this this weekend. I think you'll uh, you'll probably get a regular shift on Saturday. In the, yeah, um, I hope so too. But just just that, um, like I say, he just came on. He, he just threw his body around a bit, and that's desperately yeah. what, what we're in need of. I think. Yeah, I think we've got to be a bit careful as well because you know these guys are being brought in to try and turn our season around, and you've got to think. Well, you know. Does the player himself think, oh man, you know, I've got to be a difference maker here because the club have, you know, <laughs> they've targeted me, they've identified me, you know, as somebody that can help improve this team in, in one way, shape or form. So, you know, given everything that's happened this season, that's going to be difficult for a player to come in and, you know, instantly hit the ground running. But, yeah, I mean, Ant's correct. Uh, we noticed him last night on that shift where he seemed to cover every sort of square inch of the uh, offensive zone. You know, he went from... Uh, right wing to left wing around the back of the net and was trying to hit anything that moved and um, you know you just hope that that's a little sort of taster of things to come in the second half of the season so you know when he does get up to speed and he learns the coach's systems and you know gets a bit more sort of chemistry with the other guys that he ends up playing on a line with uh, if he can get himself on a settled line you know comes back to the point Ant was making you know mix and match forward lines isn't exactly a, a recipe for success but yeah, I, I, I saw enough this weekend in the the limited ice time that he got to suggest that you know he would be a you know a useful addition to this roster. Um, I just want to just rewind a little bit because there are a, a couple of things that I just wanted to yeah, both selector. Um, I just wanted to talk about a couple of things in the last podcast and completely forgot. Um, but I just thought it was, it was sort of worthy of discussion. So, you know, two two teams that have had um, a, a significant injury uh, to deal with that has uh, it's, it's born two different, you know, completely, uh, you know, two completely different uh, outcomes. So both Manchester and Fife saw their starting netminders injured. Uh, you know, when he was injured for Manchester uh, and Shane Owen, Sh- Shane Owen, who who they rely on, you know, heavily, uh, th- were, were both injured. So it saw the the, the British backups stepping in. Now, um, old days, you know, annoyingly took points off of us. <laughs> so I mean, uh, you know, and he had a he had a really good run. You know, they they were they were able to. You know, come out with some some wins from from some fantastic play from him. Now, you know, you've got to assume that the Manchester defence was, you know, a little more protective of him. But that's you know, that's a fantastic opportunity that he's taken and seized now. But if you contrast that with the fortunes of, of Paul Paul Little at Fife, um, you know, we we know, bless you, we know that Fife can afford to let a lot of shots get through to Shane Owen because Shane Owen's kind of got used to that and you he know he's the wall of Kakadi. yeah yeah absolutely so yeah I, it, and, and Little's not had a look in for I mean how many seasons now I, I remember seeing the uh, the post-game interview with Tom Coolan after that game and I think he said that Little hadn't 
seen any ice for four years. So, I mean, that's a crazy long spell of, of time for a backup netminder to not sort of have any active participation in the game. So, um, I mean, you've got to ask on a bigger point, is that really sustainable? You know, because I feel it's a bit unfair on guys like Little to just expect them to come in and make mm. an impact. Okay, you know, they know what their role is. They know that they're not going to, you know, start games. They sort of understand the bigger picture, but they're not exactly going to be able to sort of be at their best or showcase their skills and talents when they're sort of playing one game every three or four seasons. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose I can sort of bring this back into sort of relevance, you know, for us, because you sort of look at that situation um, when, when we do have a full squad, then obviously our backup netminder is then Lucas Sheldon. Yep. Now, I know Lucas Sheldon does see some ice time with the Lions, which, you know, we're, we're fortunate in that respect. But, you know, it's, it's reasonable to assume that at some point, you know, perhaps this season, who knows? Because um, it happened last season, I believe. Was it last season with Matt, Matty Blore? Yep. Who came, who, you know, we had to go in, you know, partway through a game and he did really well. I believe he came out with the win for us, which was fantastic. But, you know, that, that we have to be very careful, I think, with with how we how we manage Sheldon, especially you know keeping because because the the coaching staff have got to keep an eye on his one eye on his ice time for the Lions. So you know it's it, it's just another it, it it's kind it can it's kind of relevant to the discussion we've had sort of had about McKenzie. Yes, you know Luke, Luca Sheldon's situation is a little bit different different because he is getting ice time, but it albeit. It's at a, a, you know, a, a lower tier of British ice hockey. So, you know, Lucas Sheldon has to be ready to go should that situation occur. And, and you know, you just, you've just got to hope that he has more of an old age than a little, um, if it comes to that. Just mention old L, though. Um, obviously, he, he did, he won the two games against us. He won another game. Mm. And then Manchester brought in that new import goalie and stuck him in straight away yeah. and then had to pull him halfway through the first yeah. period because yeah. he got absolutely shot shy yeah. why did they not just start with old Al I know. <laughs> keep you know you keep you keep your hot goalie in don't you now we because we were we were all I think generally surprised on Friday yeah. with uh, Robinson getting yeah. the start yeah and it, we were sort of like oh god is rock injured yeah you know something like that and Robinson was phenomenal on Friday uh, which then led you to believe is why didn't they stick with Robinson on Saturday? Why do you not mm. stick with your, your yeah. hot goalie? I mean, it's a bit harsh. We've already talked about you know paying yeah. for McKenzie to come over to sit on the bench and open the door. Well, don't do that with another uh, netminder as well, especially someone the stature of uh, Stojanovic. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but I suppose, but, but there's one thing, one thing that you know you, you can sort of bring out of that, just to sort of take us off to a, a, a little bit more of a tangent. I think there have been questions over Robinson's form. And he has started a lot fewer games than, than Stojanovic has. But I think that performance on Friday was, was like you say, and it was, it was a belting performance. You, you, a 2-1 game, that's, that's nothing. That's nothing that, you know, he can hold his head up high, quite frankly, as far as I'm concerned. Because it's a chance to win the game. Absolutely. And, you know, if, yeah, and, if, and if not, for, you know, a, a puck coming off McGurty's skate, I mean, you know, if it weren't for bad luck, we'd have none at all sometimes. We sort of done this in our... I was also going to call them periscopes then, but uh, they're not X-Lives or whatever they are now. <laughs> well, let's call them periscopes because I keep calling X-Twitter and I don't care, so I'm going to call them periscopes. So, yeah, I mean, um, I think that's, that's the, the thing at the moment. I mean, we, we, maybe we should touch on the five game. 
because uh, I, I, unlike you lot, had faith, full faith that we were going to win in five on Sunday. <laughs> um, but I then generally thought we were going to win at least one of the two games yeah. this weekend. Yeah, and well, I think I think we did say, you know, we, we thought there was one in us, didn't we? It's, it's just, like you say, that, that, that Friday night game. Um, I mean, Steph's uh, comment, um, sent us a message about, like, he'd love to know the stats of how many times we've hit the pipes. Yeah. You know, is it going to be a case of, if those start to go in, are we going to give a team a right hammer in? Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know, we just... One of the goals last night, player falls, uh, uh, you know, slips in, in the defensive ice and it gives them a 2v0. Yeah. We are getting punished for every little mistake or, or bad bounce that goes against us and we are not getting any of them going for us. No, it's yeah. so frustrating. And then the, the key thing, and I mean, we keep saying it, almost like broken record now, the, the effort and, and the passion and what have you that this team are putting in in every single game for the vast majority of games they're there till the bitter end mm. or the lager end um, or the Guinness end or the Guinness, the Guinness end, end. When, it, yeah, when you're in there Belfast it is, there yeah. it is um, and that's you know with, with all, the, all the messages the, the vast majority are, are all saying the same thing we're with them to the end and this team deserves every bit of support that it gets I mean when was the last time you went to Belfast lost, saw your team lose 4-2 not one Panthers fan left early. The just whole block stand innovation for the team coming off the ice. Yeah, yeah. And I think, given how bad our luck's been over the, the last few games and the fact that we've had nothing go our way whatsoever, no bouncers or anything, I think that's even like stronger kudos to this group of players because you know maybe a weaker set of players might have just literally you know dropped their heads and gone well you know. Everything's going against us here. You know, we've got the weight of the world against us. Um, you know, what's the point? But they still turn up and they still skate hard and they still try game in, game out, even though, you know, we're just not getting the bounces or any look at the minute. So, well, I can only really sort of like yeah. echo what Ant's saying that, you know, I think the fan base is, is, you know, proud of this set of players. You know, we all know why. You know, we all know the reasons where we're at. Um, and you know we just keep going and, and these players you know they deserve to get luck go their way at some point in the future and let's hope it's you know sooner rather than later yeah well I, I mean I, I I don't want to sound like I'm like you know showing off or anything but you know just to sort of add to add to what you you said uh, well both of you said really I think you know we have to, we have to and I, mean, I don't quite know how to wear this because we're part of this, but the, the, you know, some appreciation for the way the fan base are are supporting the team. You know, I had the, I, I just randomly bumped into Tyler Welsh this morning in St George's Market, and I just said to him, you know, just keep keep at it, keep going, and keep, you know, keep keep doing what you're doing, and we are behind you. And he said, you know, thanks a lot. You know, we, we you know we feel it. We do feel the support that you guys are giving us. So so they know, they 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 know that this is. This is, you know, above and beyond what a normal, you know, Panthers fan base looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's been a disconnect for quite a number of years, haven't yeah. they? I mean, um, the one thing, you know, one of the main positive, I think, last year was that, that, that Omar's, you know, Omar's revolution almost um, started was the, the, you know, the difference with the social media side of things and what have you, and trying to get that connect back to the audience, to try new things on, you know, daft little things on TikTok and stuff like that, mm. um, which we'd not had for years. So that was, I think, slowly starting to, you know, build things up again. But then, obviously, things that have happened, um, you wouldn't want to wish that on on anybody. But 
you know this, this need to maintain this now and 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 like I say it's it's been a long time since I've felt so invested invested invested, the, invested yeah, is invested the word in the team but also have a connection with our fellow fans because yeah. I, I mean I, I've been one of the first to like put my head up and and, and shout people down when I've, you know I think they're talking rubbish or you know they they like Zara and happy clapping and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look! Sometimes we need a bit of Zara positivity. But, yeah, it's just like, but I've you know, you've got ninety nine point nine percent of the fan base all pulling in the same direction for the first time in a long, 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 long time, and that can only serve as well going forward. And we just need to build on it as a club. We can start stringing some wins together. Mm. Who knows what could happen? I mean. I don't want to tap into me Cody Rhodes here, but what a story that would be if we were to if we were to get to the playoffs and made it. I think first things first, we need to get those, start getting those wins, and we need just just like I say, it's not it's not ability, it's not. We yes, we, we we've said we could do with a goal scorer. We did desperate, but goal scorers gonna, don't grow on trees, do we? Well, I mean, I think I think at the moment a lot of the goal scoring is kind of is being the, the team is kind of looking to LeMay and he's and he's doing really well when he's doing it I mean but however let's have a moment of appreciation for Otto Niemann's goal last night because that was beautiful it was absolute thing of beauty I think Besko's still looking for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but anyway yeah you're right though about scoring because you know over these two games in the weekend we've scored three goals I, I've got to say you know there are some sort of systematic failings maybe in the way that we sort of try and attack and try and get pucks to the front of the net I think I was waffling on about that at, um, in the Dirty Onion last night um, I think our Belfast spiritual home yeah anyway <laughs> I was blathering on about something I hadn't just pushed the phone in front of my face and I felt obliged to talk so <laughs> so contractually obliged um, no we don't have contracts um, now I, I think what I was trying to say is We've just got to have a bit more urgency in getting the puck to the net because when we start to play desperate, you know, towards the back end of both games last night, you know, I think we had Belfast on the ropes a bit, you know, and and they didn't quite know how to deal with it. Uh, pucks are flying everywhere, you know. There were, God knows how we didn't get the puck in at the end of last night's game. You know, there were so many near misses around Besco's net, you know, with pucks hitting D-men and, you know... That taking, bloke was living a charmed life. Yeah, and taking ricochets here and there and everywhere and sort of being stopped on the line. So, very unlucky. But I think if we can sort of translate that to a more 60-minute wide effort, then I'm not saying that things are going to change overnight because, at the end of the day, we are probably still short of a genuine goal scorer on the roster. But, you know, those goals in the goals four column might start to, to tally up and look a bit more respectable. Yeah. I mean, the, the good thing is... We on the last podcast, I was a bit ranty and went on, started going on about the management, um, you know, the money men or the money people. Um, they they need to invest in this squad to give them some support. They need to give them some some help because the effort is there. We're just so we were just so shy shy on bodies and and what have you, and it was it was just telling. And then. Um, Obviously, Paré signing wasn't on the back of that because signings take a lot longer than a couple of days to come through in most most cases. But that was, you know, it's nice to see that you know that, that clearly there are things working behind the, um, you know, behind the scenes. Hopefully, Paré isn't the last. I know I'm probably being greedy here, but yeah, getting a goal scorer in would be would be huge. Um, 
Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's any uh, sort of spare bricks going if uh, Betteridge is uh, out long term and if they're not going to ice McKenzie. But, uh, well, I'm, well, I'm going to say, I mean, if, if Betteridge is going to be out long term, I think that kind of forces the Panthers' hand a little bit mm. because, you know, you, you're not... You're not going to get somebody at this end of the of the year unless they really, really fall out with their club. Um, you know, mo- most Brits get settled quite quickly, and you know they don't tend to go anywhere. I think Mackenzie leaving Telford is a bit of an anomaly, if I'm honest, in terms of uh, you know what, what sort of usually happens in British ice hockey. So I, c- I can't see us replacing Betteridge if and if you know if, if he is out for longer term. Uh, and so yeah, I I, I think we. We, we, we could see a you know sort of acceptance that that we've really got to we've, we've got to consider Mackenzie not as a replacement for Betteridge but a backfill you know and, and the rest of the Brits then have to you know adjust their their, their levels accordingly I, I think is the best way I can put it yeah I mean I share your enthusiasm for seeing Brits do well and develop I think that maybe systematically British ice hockey could do a little bit more to you know try and improve and increase the pool of good quality Brits at the top um, you know you see you know some of the talent and the quality at the NIHL level and you know everyone's got their own reasons and I know that some of the Brits there may not be full time you know they might have other jobs that they do you know to supplement their incomes but you know can we get more Brits into the, the top level. Well, I mean, there's a discussion and a debate to be had there about import. Yeah, but that's levels. a podcast in itself. That, that's, yeah. that's a whole different podcast for a whole different day. So um, we'll, we'll sort of park that. But yeah, I think just generally, there is a shortage of what you might call high caliber Brits around. And, you know, once one becomes available, everybody wants that Brit. So, you know, their, their value and their worth is, you know, amplified and, and increased, you know, massively. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a struggle, you know, it's, it's difficult to, to, you know, get the signatures and the signings of, of good quality Brits. But yeah, and the teams that can will. And, yeah, exactly, and, but, you know, it's not a problem that's just unique to the Panthers, you know, it's every elite league side's, you know, fishing in the same pond, as it were, so, um, yeah, it's, it's something that we... We'll have to devote a future podcast to trying to get to the bottom of. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. Um, gentlemen, anything else that uh, we'd like to throw in the uh, the discussion pot uh, before we sign off um, and wait for wait for our our flight to uh, take take us home? Just thanks to everyone that we met over the course of the weekend. It was lovely to see you know so many familiar faces, but also meet a few new faces as well. And um, it's always sort of gratifying when you come away to Belfast every year, you know, as we do to Scotland occasionally for doubleheaders and, you know, we have a great time, you know, OK, we'd all want to win the games, but sometimes hockey's not the be-all and end-all and there are bigger things at play. So, yeah, the, the camaraderie and the friendships that, you know, we all have with different people, second to none, and, you know, it's just a great example of how the, the UK ice hockey family is, you know, it should be a nice, harmonious and cordial place to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. my, my mind would be just a thanks to like fellow fans something to Adam but keep bringing the noise yeah. keep bringing the noise and you know what is it? if you build it they will come yes that's very well, profound to end the podcast, Dan. Yes, good. indeed. Yeah. Well, the uh, the the ice arena of dreams. Yeah. There is uh, just just to paraphrase from from uh, one Mr. Antoine over there. Um, so I think we'll sign off for that. 
thank you very much for listening once again. Thank you for your continued support. And, um, yeah, if you do happen to see us around and about, then uh, come and say hi. And, um, yeah, we don't bite. Well, we try not to anyway. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll do this all again soon. Did you enjoy that, Zara? I did. <laughs> Marvellous. There you go. Shining endorsement for our cap- from our captive audience. Um, so, yeah, so from Antoine. Cheerio. From Adam. Bye. And from myself, Cheerio. We'll see you next time.